Welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording from the beautiful Flathead Valley. It's Friday, May 27th. For more than a century, the federal government has owned and managed an 18,000-acre swath of land in the middle of the Flathead Indian Reservation. That land was taken from the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes to establish the National Bison Range in 1908 intended to preserve the American buffalo population that had rapidly declined in the late 1800s, despite efforts by the tribe to do that exact same thing a few years earlier. In 2020, legislation to return the bison range to the tribes was signed into law, and just a few months ago, the transfer from federal to tribal management was complete. Last week, I traveled down to the bison range while the tribes held a three-day-long celebration to commemorate the reunification of their land. Those festivities will be the focus of this podcast, but before I get to those, a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some extra perks too. So to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. Also, if you have not yet read the Beacon's cover story, Return of the Buffalo, be sure to pick up a copy on stands today or read it online at flatheadbeacon.com. miles south of Flathead Lake, Red Sleep Mountain rises some 2,000 feet above the floor of the Mission Valley, offering one of the best vantage points to take in the dramatic expanse of the Mission Mountains that form the valley's eastern border. The top of that mountain is accessible only via a one-way dirt road that winds through 18,524 fenced-off acres in the heart of the Flathead Indian Reservation. That land is home to approximately 455 bison, a herd of animals whose history is intricately bound to the Salish and Kootenai people. For more than a century, however, that land was federally owned and managed by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service as a refuge known as the National Bison Range. For decades, tribal members were cut off not only from their ancestral lands and the herd of bison they helped bring back from the brink of extinction, but from their ability to leverage generations of resource conservation knowledge to protect the landscape and the habitat within the fence line. After decades of lobbying the federal government to restore ownership of the bison range to the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes, legislation doing just that made it into the 2020 Omnibus Spending Bill, signed in December of that year. Last weekend, the tribes held a three-day celebration to commemorate the restoration. Etsy optics, piercy, exulentum, you can quit fighting. Exquisite, chinchitum, you can quit you. Exulentum, please, to you.
that was an opening prayer in Salish offered by Salish elder Johnny R. Lee. He was followed in these opening ceremonies by former CSKT chairman Vernon Finley. Ever since the land here was first confiscated from the tribe, the tribes have been on a journey leading up to today. So many of the leaders and the past council, Mickey Pablo spent many, many trips to Washington, D.C. and did a lot of good for the people on those trips. And one of the one of his priorities and one of the things that he was pushing for was today. The three-day celebration began with prayers, dancing, singing, and a powwow at the bison range on Friday, followed by screenings of a documentary about the relationship between the tribes and the buffalo and some prominent speeches on Saturday, and then half-price admission to the bison range last Sunday. Saturday's event at Salish Kootenai College was a high point of the weekend, not the least because of a very distinguished guest appearance. It has been a tremendous honor to spend the day with so many of you, tribal leaders, water leaders, environmental leaders, women leaders. Today's celebration is a culmination of Native people's resilience, conservation efforts guided by indigenous knowledge, and the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to honor our trust responsibility and treaty obligations to our nation's Indian tribes. That was U.S. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland. As former Interior Secretaries had expressly opposed the restoration of land ownership to the tribes, Holland's presence at the celebration was an important affirmation of the reunification efforts. In addition, as the first Native American in a presidential cabinet, her presence prompted an emotional reaction from many attendees. As we gather on the ancestral homelands of the Salish, Shoshone, Crow, and Cheyenne people, I cannot help but imagine what this area looked like before European contact, when vast herds of bison roam the plains and the foothills of the mountains, when our indigenous ancestors lived on this land alongside plethora of animals, and they each respected their place in the balance of nature. With the loss of tribal homelands and the depletion of the buffalo herds, Plains tribes lost traditional connections with this beautiful animal. But in spite of that tragedy and loss, we are still here. You are still here. And that's something to tell us. Throughout the weekend, the contributions of countless tribal members over the last decades were highlighted as vitally important to accomplishing this historic land transfer. All of our people, all of our employees, everybody who takes care of this place, who is taking care of all of our departments, there are so many people behind the scenes that lead to events like this. And CSKT is a leader because of it because of our employees, because of the work that you do. So I, I was asked to offer a few words, and, the, and what I got to say is, you know, 
We've got the best group of tribal employees that I, I'd match them up anywhere with anybody. We've got dedicated crew, and I want to thank all of you, all of you who are working for the tribe for today. Now that the bison range is under tribal management, they are working on making improvements to both how animals are managed as well as how visitors are able to access and enjoy this preserve. The visitor center at the main entrance has been renovated with a new exhibit illustrating the history of the tribes and the reservation land, and future plans are in place for a second entrance that will be at the top of Ravalli Hill along Highway 93. Visitors to the Bison Range can drive the 18-mile dirt road up and over Red Sleep Mountain for the chance to see antelope, deer, bears, and of course, the herd of bison. Today represents a return to something pure and sacred. Thank you for having me here today and allowing me to join in this celebration. Yawa, thank you so much for all of you. I appreciate it very much. To learn more about the history of the Bison Range and the efforts by the Salish and Kootenai people to restore buffalo to the area, pick up a copy of this week's Flathead Beacon, visit flatheadbeacon.com, and be sure to check out bisonrange.org for a complete tribal telling of the story. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Flathead Beacon podcast. The song you heard at the beginning and end of this episode was the victory song performed by members of the Salish and Kootenai tribes. This podcast was hosted, edited, produced, and mixed by me, Micah Drew, and I hope you all have a great Memorial Day weekend. Have fun, be safe out there, and I'll be back next week.